Hey, welcome back to the pod crashed. This week we're telling the story of SmartLink's Estonia Flight 9001. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Are we going to change uh, that? We could do. We could we, we tried we to could do. We could do. We tried to yell something together a couple weeks ago (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) as part of the episode um we 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 need more practice we need to be in person probably (laughs) to yell the same thing at the same time but um we have new friends joining us i think yeah we have some new people yeah so everybody i i do uh we this is a audio form of content right (laughs) so um but dearest darling, dearest darling, uh, Aaron from Mini Air Crash Investigation uh, invited me onto his show, and we did a collaboration. Um, we shot it last month. So if you want to hear and see me talk about the SeaTac um, incident in 2018, um, you can watch that on his channel. And if you yeah. are coming from there, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. You did um, such a great job. It was. It was really. It was a really great video i i do an audio form of media on purpose (laughs) (laughs) but so i i appreciate everybody who um i appreciate everyone who appreciated it which seems like a funny thing to say but it is like a weird thing to put yourself out there in such a different way so oh yeah totally uh yeah put my face on the internet yeah for people to see yeah it's fine And, and your profession i mean that's yeah that's I know I never talk about it on here um, because this is my hobby and it is yeah. totally separate. completely separate and uh, yeah so that is a combination of my profession and my yeah enjoyment of aviation yeah so today um, we're going to Estonia which is All right how often do you get to say that right not Let's too go. often. Yeah, we're going on a SmartLinks Estonia training flight, hmm. and uh, we're going way back in time to 2018, so not very long ago at all. <laughs> so long. <laughs> so long. But no, also uh, yesterday. Yeah, literally yesterday, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. February 28th, 2018 was... Was like last year. One pay period prior to now, <laughs> like just so recent. Accurate. Yeah, and... Uh, I feel like I should say this just for some folks. So Estonia is, you know, is uh, just south of Finland. It's one of the yeah. Um, yeah. countries with like Latvia and Lithuania. It's one of the countries that Russia kind of just looks at. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're in Tallinn, Estonia, which is on the Black Sea. It's like just across the water from Helsinki, Finland, if that helps you with your mental map, dearest friends. Uh, we've got seven souls on board and they are on board a, uh, Airbus, uh, 320, A320. So that is, uh, again, probably a plane you've been on before. It's a commercial, commercial plane that you've probably flown on, yeah. uh, two engines, one in each wing. Uh, seven people are on this training flight today. Four of them are brand new SmartLinks pilots. Oh, okay. Hot off the presses. They've, this is their first flight in the A320 after leaving the simulators. (laughs) So they are 
no, what are you doing here? Uh, don't I don't know, be on, don't this, be on show. this show. <laughs> exactly. Don't be on Go this show. Back. That should be what that should be what we yell at the beginning. It should be yeah. don't be on this show. <laughs> okay. So for sweet, beautiful baby pilots brand new i'm sure they have flown planes before but this is the first yeah. time they're flying the a320 we've got an instructor uh and he is the one who's actually you know instructing them he's teaching them he's sitting in the captain's seat which is the left seat if you're looking into the cockpit uh and each pilot in training is going to take a turn in the first officer's seat on the right uh, there's a safety pilot sitting in the cockpit in the jump seat, uh, and the safety pilot is there so that if something were to go wrong, then he could jump in and not make a poor sweet baby trainee help if something right. was wrong. And then an inspector who's there to like monitor the training program, basically to he's there to inspect the instructor and make sure he's doing a good job and following the rules and not teaching them bad stuff or whatever you know what i mean he's it's a circle of yeah. accountability yeah <laughs> just like the kgb you know yeah um, anyway no that's a watch chernobyl on hbo if yeah that sounds like an authentically held opinion of mine yeah. <laughs> but um they are practicing this is day one in the new plane and they are practicing taking off landing and touch and goes. And for anybody who might not know what a touch and go is, it's it is what it sounds like. It's when you come down onto the runway. So from the air, come down, touch the runway with your wheels, and then speed up and shoot right back up into the air. Hmm. And uh, the, I guess the air base in Niagara Falls used to come to in the middle of the night would come to Buffalo Airport when I worked there and practice touch and goes. Really? But like. Yeah, and obviously, like, the tower knew, but I didn't know. <laughs> so we'd be in, like, waiting for flights to come in. Like, all of our flights would be, have gone out. So the airport is empty. There's no passengers. Everything's closed. And you're just waiting to, like, let people off yeah. the planes as they land. And then the plane will fly out the next day. So it's, like, dead quiet. Nothing <laughs> is happening. And then you just hear, like, Vroom! like, down the runway. So scary every yes. time. But so they're going to practice those. And I assume they will be... Not nearly as scary because hopefully everybody's expecting it. Right. So <laughs> they you. are except, except yes. everyone inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everybody's gonna get one turn. They're gonna do one takeoff, one touch and go, one landing, one takeoff, one touch and go, one landing. So they're just gonna each, all four of them are gonna get a shot. And uh, what a beautiful, beautiful winter's day. So they. As they're practicing it, so like trainee number one goes up and everything is normal, but they get this error message and it's ELAC one pitch fault. So just briefly for anybody who doesn't know, so pitch and trim are, and I guess the elevators, these are all things that are related to uh, with the, where if the nose of the plane is pointing up or down so pitch is how much the nose of the plane is pointing up or down and you set the trim which is setting how much you want the nose to be up or down pitched up or down and the elevators are one of the components that control that so if that makes sense so 
um, they keep getting this ELAC-1 pitch fault. So ELAC-1 is one of the computers, and it's saying pitch fault, something wrong with pitch. And they check the manual, like, okay, you have an error message. Like, you know, if something goes wrong when you're in training, like, what do we do now? Hey, like, open the manual. And the manual says, turn it off and turn it back on. And they're like, you got it, manual. And they turn it off and they turn it back on and nothing happened. It's good. Right. So, okay, cool. So little trainer number one or trainee number one goes, takes, you know, take off, touch, uh, touch and go landing. Okay. And then ELAC one fault again. And so they turn it off, turn it back on and it's off again. So number two, uh, takes his seat in the, uh, first officer seat on the right and does his whole thing and by the time they land again they've got the same error message elac one fault and so they turn it off and turn it back on and it's off and then they take off he does his whole thing and they land and elac one fault the the error message is on the ecam on the computer again and the fourth trainee takes a seat and they don't reset the computer which is literally they don't they just don't turn it off and turn it back on right yeah. they're training they're talking about everything they're figuring it out they're orienting themselves i don't know how they selected the order they would go in and i don't know what estonian culture is like but i know in my experience yeah. the last person to go often the person who is most nervous right like yeah. maybe not but often right is that your experience oh yeah i mean especially if everyone before you succeeds <laughs> oh exactly right now you're like extra extra <laughs> like, nervous shit. right yeah yeah right and so you're so maybe maybe he's a little extra nervous maybe the instructor is trying to have him calm down i don't know i don't know the content of their conversation i don't know yeah. what happened they don't restart the computer um but say lobby so they are dearest darling uh fourth trainee of fourth and final trainee of the day uh goes and takes off and he does it they're up in the air beautiful he has succeeded and he is he's doing it he's flying an a320 in the air with souls on board and it's great and they're like okay time for the touch and go and so he's got to land and then like instead of slowing down he's got to zoom down and like speed up and then take up take off again and it should be pretty fast right so he is coming around and he's gonna uh do his touch and go and he comes in and he uh bounces the landing a little bit like okay it's his first it's his yeah. first time right just a little bounce he's not he's, not yeah. comfy but i've been on flights with professional pilots who've been doing it for ages who bounce right sometimes yeah, yeah. a little bouncy yep. so they bounces it uh, but okay and then the wheels are firmly on the ground and our dear sweet boy pulls back on the stick to lift the nose of the plane and send it into the air and nothing happens so they're rocketing down the runway and he's like pulling back on the thing and it's just not doing anything it has no effect and the instructor pilot is next to him and goes like rotate 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 he's like i am i am i am and the instructor pulls his stick on his side 
outside and nothing happens when he does it. Nothing is happening. And so the instructor cuts the engines way down so they can slow down to come to a stop. They are on the ground. But then he looks and they are not enough runway, not enough runway, too fast, not enough runway. So he puts them all the way up to full throttle. He lifts up into the air. He pulls up the the gear. He pulls up the landing gear up into the belly of the plane. And as he does that, so the plane lifts up, gear up, and then slam back down into the runway. Bam! It hits. If you don't, I don't know if you know what an A320 looks like, but the engines are very big and very low. The engines slam into the ground. The plane bounces. Yeah, yeah. The plane bounces back up into the air, but the engines are on full throttle and they can't control the pitch. The instructor is trying to pull back and pull forward and it just has no effect. So because the engines that have just been horribly damaged but are still working for whatever reason, the the speed is so great that when the plane bounces back up into the air, the nose just points straight up and the plane just rockets straight up. Now, as most of you will know, a plane can't just rocket straight up because as it goes up, it's fighting gravity and the speed will bleed off and it will start to sink back down so they're going straight up 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 six thousand feet just rocketing straight straight up and the instructor is trying to control it but he can't to control the pitch he's messing with the stick trying to control the pitch and the the warnings are start screaming at them right and one of the warnings that they're getting is the engine two, the engine on the right side of the plane is on fire and they are just as they go up they're the force of them going up so fast and so hard actually rips the doors of the the landing gear right mm-hmm. off and they just like fall to the earth they the stick is doing nothing nothing at all The plane is screaming at them. When they look through their windshield, it is literally just blue sky and nothing Mm. else. The instructor can't do anything. And the safety pilot, who's in the jump seat, who doesn't have anything he can control, screams like, manual pitch trim, manual pitch trim. And manual pitch trim means that there's this little wheel on the console next to, like between the two pilots. There's a little wheel, and you can use that wheel to control the pitch. So the, the stick isn't working. The safety pilot is like oh my god manual pitch wheel so the instructor leans down and and moves the pitch but he like he's maybe a little scared going straight up and he shoves it forward spins the wheel forward and so the nose tilts straight down and they just nose dive and the 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 instructor is like rolling it back six hundred feet. They fall five thousand four hundred feet in oh a couple seconds. Then he roll he's rolling it back. The the nose picks straight back up with all of that force from all of that gravity, and it shoves all of their bodies like back into their seats with two and a half G's of force oh as they rocket straight back up. And the instructor is a smart man and he's 63 and he's an instructor pilot for sphinx air or whatever the fuck it is and he he comes down a little bit and he just moves the wheel forward a little bit instead of spinning it and the nose tilts down a little bit and they level off kind of they're kind of leveled off they're kind of leveled off they're kind of leveled off they are getting screamed at everything is yelling at them their whole panel is screaming at them they 
are a kind of leveled off, sort of. The instructor, <sighs> the instructor says, do we have engines? Which I guess he's just checking stuff because we're getting screamed at. And the dearest darling safety pilot sitting in his jump seat says, engine two is on fire <laughs> because this is important. You do have engines. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we're going. Engine two, fire. <laughs> okay. The instructor <laughs> is trying to keep the plane level. Can't completely. We've talked about this before in other contexts, a fugoid like cycle. So he can't keep it completely level with just the, the manual pitch trim wheel. So it's just not an exact exact enough control so because he can't control it perfectly what happens when you don't have any pitch control on your plane is it will go down right the nose will tilt down and by tilting down it will pick up speed and the uh, increased speed will pick the nose back up because of the aerodynamics of a plane so the nose will pitch back up mm. and it will go up 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 and because it's working against gravity the speed will bleed off and it will slow down and then it will pitch back down because it slowed down and it will speed up and so you're in this like up and down up and down like roller coaster horrible nauseating ugh, like hideous scary disorienting fugoid cycle yeah. just going up and down up and down and oh. he's trying to control it with like smaller movements of the pitch trim wheel but there's just no way to eliminate it Right. So they're dealing with that. Everything on the panel is just like blaring and screaming at them. They are in this fugoid state. The safety pilot who is, this is his moment. He is here for such a time as this. Yeah. And he says like, okay, here's everything that you got going on your panel right now. You got flat flaps lock, flight control low, left and right elevator fault, do not use the speed brakes, max speed 320, manual pitch trim you in use, okay? So the poor trainee pilot is just in his seat. There is just oh nothing he can do. He's just trying to figure out. The other trainees are back in the passenger cabin in the front row of the first, in the first row closest to the cockpit, and they I don't know how much they're aware of. I assume the door is open, but they can't <laughs> can't see so they're just along for the ride screaming on their first day and the ins inspector is just i don't have any idea what the inspector is doing the inspector is there to make sure the training program is going well <laughs> this day is not going so well the safety pilot is like get out of the chair kid and like switches places with the poor sweet trainee uh -oh. and the trainee goes and sits i I, he, I don't know this poor trainee he doesn't go back into the cockpit or into the cabin with the other trainees yeah. he just sits down in the in the jump seat <laughs> and like straps himself in I'm sure it's hard to walk with yeah. this fugoid motion right okay so they oh are gosh. the the safety pilot and the uh instructor are now next to each other and they kind of are like trying to keep this thing from crashing and they talk about what their options are and they kind of look at everything and they're like do you think it's safe to turn and they agree well they literally have to turn because they want to go back to the airport and they think they can do it so they turning without any any pitch control without any elevator support is very very difficult because you're in that fugoid state and then if you imagine adding a rolling turn to that you're like in danger of it's just terrible but they slowly 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 like make a big wide turn back toward the airport <laughs> they call air traffic control and declare an emergency uh God. the instructor pilot slams the master caution button so that all of the yelling and screaming that the 
plane is doing, all the panel, all the warnings is doing. He just like, bam, die, no more, quiet. <laughs> the engine is on fire. Right. The engine is on fire. And the the safety pilot says, should I turn engine two off? Because it's on fire and right. we're, you know, shooting fuel into it, right? Like keeping it on. And the instructor is like, we just need power like we can't don't turn it off we just literally need the power and so they agree to leave the burning engine on then they lower the gear they lower the gear which lowering the gear kind of again makes another change to that fugoid state it changes the aerodynamics of the plane but they again really just want to land they want they're not that far right they've they've they're coming back around there they were just at the runway when this happened so they're struggling back to the runway and engine two dies fails done on fire and now it's off so they turn it off and the fire alarm in the cabin goes off oh no so the the whatever's going on with that fire is is out of control so they are slowly carefully they can see the runway and engine one fails cuts out all of the power goes out. They are a glider. Oh, my God. And guys, you know what this means, don't you? It's baby belly propelly to yeah. the rescue. <laughs> Little yeah. baby belly propelly. Guys, the ram air turbine, okay, the, the, the literal turbine drops down from the belly and just catches the moving air like a windmill and just powers up that little generator uh. and gives them some basic, you know, basic... Uh, like panel information and they are they can see the runway and they tell the uh they're coming back in the same how can I say this so they're coming back trying to line up with the runway which is very difficult given the circumstances but they're lining up with it going the opposite way right so you normally would want to come all the way around so that taking off and landing is happening all in the same direction they call air traffic control and basically say like we have to get on the ground as fast as possible so we are not going to like go all the way around we're gonna just land on the runway going the wrong way air traffic control is like whatever you say like it's fine right it's an emergency so they are have no engines they have super rudimentary controls something is wrong with their pitch control they can't use it they have very 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 basic instruments to know like you know their their information that they would normally use while they're landing and the safety pilot is calling out their speeds now it is a delicate dance to get your plane down to the correct speed to land and to like touch the ground at the correct time but their speed because they don't have any engines and they were not very high their speed is bleeding off super 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 fast and they're getting more and more and more in danger of stalling and the the safety pilot is calling out the speeds because the instructor is the one flying and he calls them out and he hits 100 knots and 100 knot speed is fully like the plane could fall out of the sky any second just because but they're also getting lower and lower and lower and lower and they slam onto the snowy field in front of the runway 500 feet away from the runway all of the tires explode on impact and the plane just like slides down the snow makes it to the runway slides down the runway and (laughs) slows to a stop and oh my gosh they scramble off this burning plane oh and my God. everybody survives 
survived. Woo! Everybody oh survived God. their first day of work. I hate that this isn't the first story we've had where it's someone's first day of work. I know. Oh, oh that. Oh my oh. word! Listen, baby belly, baby propelli. belly propelli. Saves a fucking day again. again. Listen, if baby belly propelli shows up, things have gone wrong. But but he's yes. not gonna let you down. <laughs> Horribly wrong. Horribly not gonna wrong. let you down. Whoo! Oh my god! What a the first day. The plane was wrecked. Fully, fully yeah. wrecked. They wrote it off. They Done. no, they totaled it. They did. They took your stance on this plane, Mariah. Good. <laughs> and we're just like. <laughs> As done toast totaled they the engines were both completely destroyed the the entire again the doors the doors for the the landing gear were literally miles away literally miles away the plane was what? so just smashed by this hideous experience the of the seven people the instructor pilot and one of the trainees had like minor injuries concussion that kind of thing but by and large i mean the the humans survived plane sadly did not survive yeah. but oh my gosh Whew. wow okay <laughs> i was i was like picturing being on the ground oh my god this whole thing like Total chaos, just utter chaos. Chaos, chaos. It would make me so like <laughs> nauseous to watch this, and yeah. I cannot. Yes. Oh my gosh. I... Knowing that it's new pilots, oh. there's four new pilots on board. Oh my. God. And like the I, the instructor, this is fully a like I'm two weeks away from retirement situation, right? Like he's, you know right. what I mean? He's. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Oh my I God. really thank God they lived and they got out of the fire. I was really like, oh, they're all going to die in this fucking fire. I couldn't they? do it. I wouldn't. I, I would have pushed oh. it right to the end, right to the end. It would be on the last page <laughs> of my list of flights to do. But uh, but the Truly. I'm going to say this right now is we're going to talk about why this happened. I'm going to say this one thing right off the bat. It was not our sweet baby yeah. boy's fault. It was not. Of it was not, not his fault and i am so glad it wasn't his fault because can you imagine i, I have no idea what they're i have I, they're literal strangers i do not even have their names i have no clue and i'm purely purely speculating about what yeah. any any mindset i just think that you are early very early in your career <laughs> first day yeah. in the plane you're this is such a big deal right like you're getting to do it and maybe you're like either the nervous one or you're the whatever right but i can just imagine like oh my God. it's a nightmare an actual nightmare that it's you would have it nightmare. is the kind of nightmare a pilot would have right that your first day yeah. in the plane and you the the stick just literally doesn't work it's just like dead in your right. hands that's an actual nightmare that you could have yeah. i if you're a yeah. pilot and that's a dream you have, tell me just in general, tell me your dreams. I'm one of the, yeah. I am one of the people <laughs> yes. that finds like other people's dreams interesting, <laughs> but which is, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently other people don't, but I think it's a good time. But so, yeah. okay. So what did happen? It was not our sweet baby boy's fault. Um, who is, uh, I'm sure. A, a I, honestly, I wouldn't have been able to believe it if it was, it just wasn't like, <laughs> just reject. Just wasn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm rejecting the yeah. theory or the proof or whatever. But the thing that sucks is it takes a long time to do the investigation. So it would have been like in his mm. head. I have no idea what happened. Oh. Like, did they just start up the next day with a different plane on their training? That would right. be hard. And the kid who was <laughs> just happened to be the one who was in the pilot seat when that happened in the first officer seat. Right. Did he how long did he have to wait before he like knew for a fact it wasn't his fault? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I like to think that like I really oh, like the safety pilot. He kept his head on straight. The instructor <laughs> pilot like did it. He landed the plane safely. And yeah. so I'd like to think that they were both like, it wasn't your fault. But again, it would yeah. be a long time before he knew for sure it wasn't his fault. So right. whose fault was it? Nobody, no human's fault. Well, okay. So, <laughs> so, okay. No. Well, an A320, it wasn't anyone's fault. I'll say it like that. It, it, I that is the it is the official position of the pod crash that it was none of the seven people on board's fault. Okay, so an A320 Great. has a very convenient automatic system that uh when the plane senses that you have touched down for landing, it has a uh like a system that will trim the plane for like to stay on the ground. Basically, the plane will automatically set the elevators and everything so that the nose doesn't lift back up into the ground because right when you touch down Mm. like if you're in a plane and it bounces you really don't want the aerodynamics of your plane to like fly back up into the air right you want it to stay down so it's just a a very convenient very helpful automatic system that keeps the plane down on the ground when you land so uh great a plus automatic system but they are practicing (laughs) touching goes so right, they right, can't right. have that system functioning while they're practicing touch and goes. So to override it, they use the manual pitch trim, the little center thing that they ended up using to save yeah. their lives. So the ELAC system, they kept getting that like ELAC system uh, one fault, right? Or ELAC one fault. ELAC system senses discrepancies between the pitch trim that's commanded by the autopilot and the actual pitch trim, right? So if there's a difference between what the autopilot thinks should be happening and what is actually happening, it will sense that discrepancy and inform you of it, right? Again, useful, important system. I wouldn't want that to not be there. That's the whole thing with aviation is redundancy and and making sure that you know what's going on with your plane. So... If there's a little switch by the pitch trim wheel that lets the computer know that you are manually overriding it on purpose. So you can hit that little switch. That way the computer knows that this discrepancy, don't worry about it. I know about it. I'm doing it on purpose. No problem, right? Um, for whatever reason, unknown to this day, the like literal oil the lubricant in that little switch that tells the plane that you're overriding the system on purpose was sticky and like dried up and stuck and so it just didn't switch and so it didn't tell the plane now that's not what caused the problem per se but it's the first thing so that thing 
so the plane doesn't know you're overriding it on purpose. So that's why they kept getting the ELAC one fault message, right? Mm, but right. they did what the manual said and turned it off and turned it back on, which was correct. But the last time, yeah. the fourth time, they didn't turn it off and turn it back on. And it turns out mm. that's insanely important. Not known to them. They had no idea that this is a thing it could cause, right? And it shouldn't have. Right. So so this that still would not cause the problem. They didn't turn it off and they didn't turn it back on. So the plane doesn't know that you're overriding it on purpose. So it thinks right. that it's an actual discrepancy that's a problem and so the elac one is like i'm broken i guess and switches it over to the redundant system elac two mm. and elac two mm -hmm. is like i'm getting the same thing i must be broken pass it on down to a different <laughs> computer there's four computers Shit. and the third computer is the sec the sec system one of two and that plane senses the same discrepancy because they're all going to sense the same discrepancy because there is a discrepancy because <laughs> you're doing it on purpose it senses it but here's the thing when and it was just like chill fine whatever but when he bounced when he landed originally when our sweet baby boy on his very first landing ever trying to do a touch and go bounced in the midst of this muddled computer business, one of the sensors on the set computer thought they were in the air and the other one thought they were on the ground and was like, mm. discrepancy, over to you, sec two. And sec two got the same thing. One, oh no, pardon me, I'm saying it wrong. Sec one thought they were in the air and sec two thought they were on the ground. That's what it is. Sec one said, we're in the air mm. and sec two said, we're on the ground. And they're like, if we don't agree, we have to be, one of us is wrong for sure. So they just shut off, which shouldn't, that's not a good thing. <laughs> they shut off. And when they shut off, they took the elevator controls with them. And so all the way back. Come on, guys. Right? So this just insane ripple effect of like all of these tiny right. little things going wrong almost killed these people like fully almost killed yeah, them literally. did kill the plane literally. the plane died as a result of this okay <laughs> and the, like the yeah and just guys so for reference if i got any of that wrong totally possible right please tell me and uh green dot aviation did a really good video on this that i really enjoyed so check him out he explains it well, um, I think so. Um, but it was, so was it someone's fault? I mean, it's not right. bouncing, right. bouncing the plane on landing isn't really what caused this per se by itself. It is a series of things. Yeah. Like it's not what he was trying to do, but it's not like an error. It's a beginner. It's right. a, just a thing that happens sometimes. And yeah. the yeah. stupid, like, for not turning it off and turning it back on again, they didn't know, the manual didn't tell them what it meant or why, right? So it's just telling right. them turn it back and turn it off and turn it on. You're training four people in the exact same thing. It's pretty easy. Like, it's very easy to see how this would happen. But the real yeah, problem totally. that nobody inside that plane knew was that the switch wasn't working. And if that switch had been right. wasn't so sticky, apparently somebody spilled their their coke <laughs> in it or whatever, whatever happened, yeah. it's just sticky, <laughs> sticky little button, and so fucking kill, almost kill killed people. the plane. So almost killed these people. It did kill the plane. Yeah, yeah. almost killed these people. Stupid. <laughs> 
God. Can you imagine if you had flown that plane and you had like spilled a Mountain Dew on yourself at some point? <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I would never admit it. I, everyone lived. <laughs> everyone lived. Yeah, everyone does everyone live, lived. but that's a lot of money <sighs> in a plane. Oh my gosh. <sighs> that is that is a rough training flight. That is a rough way to start. That, that is a rough day at work. That reminds me of like the JAL versus JAL, like like the Japanese mm. uh, air traffic controllers. Yeah. Oh, guys. Yes. Oof. <laughs> Even the hardest, yeah, like rough. the hardest, most dangerous jobs in the world have a first day. Rough. Yeah, they do. Rough. They do. Yeah. Wow. Thank God they're I okay. Know. Do we know if they continued to fly? I don't. I mean, I don't know. life really got fucked up after 2018. Right. So. Things got very weird. Oh, and I have no idea. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't want to. You guys tell me. I don't know. But I'm it's just speaking from a vague memory. I'm pretty sure that Estonia deals with like random crap from Russia still. Like, is it Lithuania where they like shut down their internet? for a week or something like russia was just like no internet for you like bam and they've got really good yeah. internet i guess i guess like lithuania <laughs> estonia latvia have like some of the fastest internet in the world so i don't know but mm. just weird stuff so you've got that you've got covid yeah. <sighs> it's cold <laughs> i don't know i don't yeah. like the cold it's rough you like the cold it's rough i would i love the i cold. would go to estonia in a heartbeat like if if you're listening from Estonia or Latvia or Lithuania, that's all, all fine. All good. I would take any of them. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. We go pretty much anywhere. anywhere at this point. Yeah. But I really love Eastern Europe. And I yeah. think that the Baltics would be like, maybe have a similar vibe that I could really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Ooh. That wow. is that flight. What a, ride. what a ride. What a ride. What a ride. God, the up and down. Did you, did you, you have, I don't know if you want to say it, did you have like a really bad day, of, like first day of work at some point? Um, I don't think so. The only, the only like terrible job that every day was bad was at Ted's. Oh, <laughs> The hot dog place in Heads. Buffalo. It was horrifying. It's, I mean, oof. And like, I, you know, I worked in food service my whole life. Oh, like, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not a newbie when it comes to food service and the difficulties, yeah. you know, that I can be. Like, my parents are chefs and caterers and we did that growing up. So, like, I, it should have been I easy. Knew that it should have been a cakewalk, but, Oof. Because of the people, or because like because of the the management mm. was rough, it, and it was just like a bunch of teenagers, but it wasn't a free for all. Like it was very strict. Mm. The rules were very strict, mm -hmm. and it was. Uh, I don't. I yeah. I don't. I. I mean, I worked there for two weeks, and then I got fired <gasps> because they found out that I had a second job. Isn't that illegal? And Is I that not illegal? It, that has yeah. to be illegal. In in New York State, it's illegal. I think under. No, no, no. In, in New York State, it's illegal, I think, under the age of 18 for you to have two jobs. Oh. Or, like, and be in school. Interesting. So, but in my interview, in my job interview, I told them I couldn't work Saturdays because I worked my other <laughs> job. 
And they were like, great, hired. Yeah. And then I got fired two weeks later when they scheduled me on a Saturday and I couldn't work. So the one I worked for one day in fast food, one day at Tito's Tacos in Medina. (laughs) And that it's that place that place went out of business. But okay. I hope that wherever the owners are now, I hope they're doing great and living a great life. But the they were not suited to running a restaurant. That was not and particularly fast food. They did not the husband particularly did not have the temperament okay like that's that is my assessment yeah because he (laughs) had a really 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 bad temper and some kind of wacky ideas and he it was just me because they didn't it wasn't busy and the thing is is he literally like hired and fired like every single teenager in Medina and so nobody would go there because everybody had beef because it's a small town and so everybody's got yeah. beef with Tito's tacos. So, and now it is like a Mexican <laughs> restaurant owned by like a nice Mexican family, and it's great. Oh, so yeah, okay. I hope that the actual guy who owned it, but that I worked there for one day, and oh, yeah, and I I didn't I I just quit like while we were walking out to our cars or whatever. I was just like, I don't think this is for me. And he said, and he was like so chill about it like I waited till we were outside because I because he had been like screaming at me all day but also really weird stuff like a woman ordered a burrito at the drive-thru and I like am making her a burrito and he said don't put so much in burritos for women because women don't want as big of a meal and they might spill it on their clothes right like my my man I am a woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I want right. more. Can of a you imagine if you were paying the same amount and that yes. that's like the trading protocol first day? What? Yeah. And so as a woman, yeah, like my brother in Christ, I am literally a woman. <laughs> like you are telling me like, but he, uh, yeah. So we were leaving and I was just like, Hey, I don't think this is for me. And he was like, okay, I'm sorry if I was, he said, I'm sorry if I was a bear today. I have poison ivy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so the- he's also just making the food with poison ivy. I don't know. Whatever. That was the end of. Oh, he had literal poison ivy? Or it, was, it was like a symbolic poison ivy of his no, soul. No, he, his body had been, had been affected by the leaf poison ivy. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Tell us your stories about your weird first days. <sighs> that I want to hear. Yeah, yeah for sure. Please. Oh, what's your fact? Good lord. Oh, my fact. Let me let me pull it up because I actually don't remember. That's okay. Hold on. Uh I you know, I cycled through a lot of different ones today. Mm. Um Let me see here. I don't know. I and the other thing is is that I came across this and I don't know if we've already talked about it, but uh have we talked about the man who ate an entire airplane i think we have did we maybe not if we have i'm sorry this is a repeat fact but there was a man who ate an entire airplane it took him two years um and he was from france and like he had um pika as a kid and he could Pika is an adult like Like, let's be real my friend yeah as an adult too right right they like figured it out when he was a kid and so they did uh um like a bunch of 
tests on his like intestines and stomach and like all these things and he just for whatever reason had an insanely like insane digestive system that was like very thick and strong um and so he would just like you know he's he that became his thing like he just ate random shit and one time he ate a let me get the exact plane a cessna 150 and it took him two years it was like his mission over two years was to slowly eat this plane yeah i think (laughs) i think it's really funny that it's like i was diagnosed with pica as a kid but now I'm an adult, so I just yeah. choose to do this. Like, this is actually, right. I don't want to, it's not a, it's not, it's not a, a DSM thing no. anymore. This is just what I do. <laughs> like, right. that is. Right. And. His teeth? Every, every, yeah, like, everything was fine. He was totally fine, but he also died at the age of 57. Oh. So, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Apparently he passed away from totally natural causes. Totally. What possible. are natural? Well, what? 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 I have more. No. <laughs> Nat, what does natural causes mean? <laughs> like, like. Um, just now. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. No. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, because it might have right. just. I mean. Uh, his natural causes of eating a fucking right. airplane, probably. Like. But. The... But he was fine. Like he. It was fine. He, he did it. He was, he was, he did yeah. it. He did that thing. That is. I remember seeing that a long time ago on like one of those like weird worlds, like curious world TV shows. Yes. And. But like. I don't know. There's like a picture of him eating like. A metal. <laughs> I don't know, like something from the engine or something. But that is. You and I talk about this a lot, that there are, like, all of these, like, weird and wild things that people do with their lives, and how it's, like... Yeah. There are so many people in the world, so many different kinds of people. And there is something about... Okay, maybe maybe it's just me, but I don't think it could possibly be just me, because we do put (laughs) this kind of thing on, like, TV and stuff, but, like, there's... Yeah. something about it that is like inspirational like yeah man like yeah. eat that plane that is what you want to do right. like Michael yeah. wins this I round mean, he, i'm eating that plane like yes. i mean he made like his whole life was surrounded by eating the, all this stuff like he I, it, you know it became his thing it, it just he's just doing exactly what he wants to do <laughs> with his own life eating yeah. planes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, I guess he ate some bicycle. Yeah, you gotta start uh, small. Um, <laughs> ate like a, um, like a. He's from France, you know, which is famous for good foods. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm, not, that's why yeah. I'm like, you know, they do have really great food, so I don't know why he'd want to eat a bicycle or a plane. It's not but... for lack of good food. It's just, just his thing. Right. Yeah. It is by choice. God bless him. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's not <laughs> if it's like a compulsion like a you know like a curse almost right the way like a compulsion can be a curse right. like that would be sad if you were like compelled but if it is like your right. joy in life is to eat a plane or eat bicycles or eat plates or whatever you know whatever he eats then yeah, yeah i don't know i i i yeah i don't know yeah i don't know did either. you eat like, he died in oh. 2007 
Did you have like non-food things that you like to eat or chew on when you were a kid or ever? Oh, yes. The stupid, <laughs> the stupid VHS, uh, that little pop thing in the VHS cassette tape. The, the like, you know what I'm the talking about? actual tape? No, no, like in the case of the VHS, oh, like the Disney ones, yeah. you know, that the double yeah. ones, they had like a little yeah. pop thing that held the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Primo. Chew on it? Yeah, just chew yeah. away. Oblivion. In, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I used to eat coins when I was a kid. Mm. Really, the like church collection plate coins. <laughs> no. How are we alive? I don't know, but I, yeah, I don't know. I just, dimes. dimes Our are, bodies are amazing. Yeah, but dimes are small and shiny, and I just wanted to eat them. <laughs> and that was yeah yeah they're nice and slippery Just, it's great yeah i don't know okay so we have given you many things to write us about guys so uh <laughs> so many okay. things we we needed we needed a happy ending one we, we did, did. Uh, yeah. yeah i love you so much mariah i love you too and we love you we guys love you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Sorry that I uh, pulled the cord out of my mic, apparently, halfway through this episode. Thank you for tolerating it if you've made it this far. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can reach out to us on Instagram or TikTok. You can also email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. Thank you so much for all of the suggestions all of the flights all of the information all of the data everything that you've sent us it's so 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 interesting and fun to get to talk to you and just see the kinds of stories that you're most interested in the kinds of stories you enjoy uh yeah it's great we ask you to write us and so thank you so so much to those of you who have uh yeah we'll see you next week thanks for listening <laughs>